the official sound of the Midwest. Midwest Girls is made up of two friends who turn co-host. Meg and I will take you on a raw and unfiltered journey through our lives as followers of Jesus. Whether we are sharing truth and biblical wisdom, giving relationship advice, or telling stories of our dogs, we seek to exist as a platform to give encouragement and love while maintaining our motto to be unashamedly bold, truthful, and genuine in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Midwest Girls. Whoa. It's been a while. It has. (laughs) I think it's been since July because we did have some pre-recordings that were happening. Yeah. And you like put out your sermons. Oh, yes. So there's been just the one. Yeah. Oh, was it just one? Yeah. Well, the other ones were while we were still recording. Oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah. Um, Funny story. Uh, not really, but kind of. <laughs> so after, so Matt, our pastor reviews with whoever's preaching because he has that done with him too, um, with one of our elders. Um, after every Sunday, they we go over like you know, what we talked about or you know if there's anything that needs corrected or whatever. And he was very generous in what he said, but at one point he goes, "You just seem so much more like fluid and comfortable." And he goes, "Compared to the two times." you know, the, the times before. And I, um, didn't think about it then, but I followed up and was like, it's probably because I just dropped the boys off. At oh. their that was the weekend they went back. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. <laughs> so I'm like, well, yeah, I was, I was kind of like more stiff. Like when you look at the video and stuff, I'm like, I know why. Yeah. <laughs> I now put it together. Why? Wow. So but no, it was good. It was a blessing. It was fun. It was wonderful. I enjoy it. But yeah, so we literally were just talking for like an hour and a half, just catching up. Life. And life. Like we're, don't get us wrong, like we're always talking. Yes. But it, it's few and far between where we're like, why? <laughs> Not few and far between, but like, oh my goodness, this. Oh my goodness, this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's more like we are able to talk to each other daily yes but it's all like over the phone right and so and texting and so it's like we're together in person yes <laughs> and, as we, and I mean I think everyone can relate to that technology can never replace actually sitting down with someone and like seeing their face and seeing their emotions and oh my goodness <laughs> yes. my, you know your heart's on your sleeve yes I know it was good yeah. I forgot to say that before we started hey it was good catching up <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you too. <laughs> and so now we're going to do this. And now I'm like, okay, what are we talking about? Oh, my. Yeah. We prayed before. And we usually, we, we pray before we start podcasting. I was like, Lord, that was a lot that's on our mind to begin a podcast. Oh, yeah. It really is. <laughs> there's but a lot it's good. going on. There, there's, there's a lot still going on. Um, and the, something I was talking to, um, we had our, our staff meeting at the church yesterday. And I'm like, I think it's just... Be like you know. Once this slows down, isn't a thing. Like you know, when you say once this slows down, it'll be okay. It's not a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just like learning to deal, you know, within the crazy of life. Everybody's and, busy, and finding the balance and finding the right things to say yes to and the right things to say no to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, all those things. We've talked about it before. Yes, yes. But 
Yeah. But I mean, today... Oh, go ahead. No, I mean, that's it. We roll. Yeah. Quick punches. It's not really a punch. Yeah. It's just life. It's just life. Um, but today we're going to talk to you guys about our summer. Yeah. And it lots of, you know, you know what we just said, but lots of crazy things have happened. Like, good crazy. Mm-hmm. And... Um, good experiences and what's cool is the lord was teaching us similar topics in very different ways and very very different ways yeah and we didn't even realize really we didn't realize that we were both kind of going through this lesson on we would text and i'd be like i just learned that (laughs) seriously (laughs) and i would even i think one point i'm like did i share that with her no i didn't (laughs) Yeah, that's what's amazing. Like, it's so crazy. That, that the Holy Spirit was speaking that to us. Yes. Because we're podcasters together. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. But um, it's just really cool to see how, you know, when we'll each talk about a little bit about our individual summers and kind of, and then, you know, kind of talk about the experience. Because we both, re- the Lord really was teaching us this summer about prayer big time big time like life I've, decision big time yes like i've i don't i've always prayed you guys i've had prayer journals for like a long time years now and but for some reason the the abiding in prayer the resting in christ and maybe this just comes with age this summer i was like oh i how how foolish i've been in the past to treat this as anything other than the gift it is. Mm-hmm. To co- be able to come to my God and be. Yeah. And it's it's wonderful. Yes. And so we're going to, I don't know, do you want to start talking about your summer? Because I feel yeah. like yours is like super exciting. <laughs> Watch out, it'll be like two minutes long. <laughs> That's how I, okay, this is my issue. And I'm really grateful for every experience I ever encounter. But once it happens, and I, you know, I, I, I can go back there, but it, when I actually recall it and try to put it, you know, out, I'm like, oh, that didn't, that wasn't really justifying to how much happened. <laughs> well, it it means something to you, but yes. it, it doesn't necessarily interpret to other people. And you're yes. Like, oh, well, you don't get it. That's it's true. Like especially because, and we'll get into this. So be to like a little. There's a fly. Sorry, but so I spent a lot of my summer on the mission field. And you are in a bubble on the mission field. And it sounds weird because you're you're out there, you're doing, you know, street ministry, you're with people, you're sharing the gospel, you're building showers for people, you're you're doing all these things, and I have a feeling my dog's gonna bark. Sorry about that. We had to pause it real quick. I'm sure I won't edit it perfect. That's why I'm making this yes announcement. Anyways, so when you're on the mission field. You're in this bubble, like I was saying. And um, really, when you go to tell people afterwards who weren't there... They don't get it. They don't get it. And it's really kind of dissatisfying. <laughs> I, think, I think I even texted you. It was like, I believe you. Like, yes. I believe you. Yes. Because I'm, I knew. I, I know that. I'm not going to understand exactly all that you're telling me, but I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> and um, But it was just this beautiful summer filled. It was very tiring. But um, I started off... In Miami, Florida. Um, I, this well, let me backtrack. Sorry, but we I signed up with this group called Praying Pelican Mission, and it's who helps us run our mission trips out of our church. And um, that I was able to actually then hop on as staff for them, mm-hmm. which was really cool. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so my first assignment, so to speak, was in Miami, Florida, and we got to work with the both the Haitian culture and um, the Jamaican culture. Mm-hmm. And I've never been to Miami before, and it was so busy and so culturally diverse I I was like very overwhelmed honestly at first but I got there and I was the only one there for like the first 14 hours of the trip like the team wasn't there yet the people that were also uh, leaders weren't there yet from PPM and um, I was like trying to do like the Walmart these Walmart runs and getting different supplies and and like nobody speaks English around me. It wasn't even like just one different language. It was like you would hear Creole, you would hear Spanish, you would hear um, French, you would, which I know French and Creole are both Haitian um, languages, but you would hear both dialects. You'd hear. I'm just like I feel so overwhelmed and out of place and then I'm like the only blonde blue-eyed person (laughs) in this area area. and not and I'm just like and I I just usually smile at everybody I pass and you know that's not necessarily a thing in every culture it's not yeah and people would look at me like I'm crazy or (laughs) I'm from the midwest (laughs) I'm from the midwest (laughs) they probably could tell but I so I never driven in New York City, but it was just as busy. Yeah. It was it was just a crazy thing to me. I'm like, and people like I was driving the car and people would be honking. Not necessarily at me, at somebody, at something, probably wasn't me at some point. Mm-hmm. But um I got to work with a youth group there. Actually, a lot of my groups this summer were all were pretty much youth if I was doing the hired staff stuff. And um it was good. It was it, it was great to experience the different cultures. I did get used to it after a bit. And I will say when working with the Jamaican culture, it really will give you anxiety because even if you are a laid-back person, they're even more laid-back. Wow. And you will find out that you're not as laid-back as, as you, you think. think. <laughs> yeah. And, um, there was a point where, you know, the saying where, um, no problem, no problem. And you're like, there is a problem that no, we got to do yes. it. We got to take care of it. And so it was, um, it was cool. And so I got to experience our host church though was Haitian. Mm-hmm. And so, um, we sat through their English speaking service, but then we got to sit through and experience their Creole syrup service. Wow. So that was pretty cool. And the the teenagers that were, with us the group was from albany georgia so it was really cool for them to experience as well yeah and then so after that um we, well seth and i went to maine for a vacation it was beautiful highly recommend it mm. save money the food is very expensive everything else was decent but the food was crazy well, expensive it's fresh it's seafood. yes it's fresh fresh seafood um but then after that, I got home and went to Alaska, and that was with our church. So our church went on a missions trip to Fairbanks, Alaska, um, and we got to experience a di- – well, I got to exp- – a lot of them, it was like almost their first – not all of them, but a lot of them, it was their first missions trip. Um, but it was my first time experience this experiencing this type of missions trip uh, on the construction aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, 
just physical labor. Yes, just mm-hmm. more. Yeah, the, that's basic. Like we served at a soup kitchen, but the main thing was, you know, the physical labor. We were building showers. Mm-hmm. And that was a different thing for me because I felt, um, I don't want to say I felt worthless, but I almost, like for the lack of a better way of saying it, I fe- it was just like. It's not your strong suit. Yes. Yeah. I'm just like, this can we go like do street ministry somewhere or, you know, even just talking and I've done a few more local things and I went to Chicago and did some missions things, but, um, it either falls into that quarry category or labor. Yeah. It's either spiritual or labor. Yeah. And you kind of have to know which one you're signing up for. Yes. Yeah. And both are equally important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, It was interesting to just see that dynamic and how I reacted to it. And by the end of it, you know, I found it was more like trying to find the things to do and to serve when that wasn't the main project. Yeah. Like I'm used to being involved in the main project. Yeah. And I was because I was the leader of the group, but I wasn't at the same time. I wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, It had a different feel. It had a different feel, but it was good. Alaska's beautiful. It is everything that people say it is. <laughs> we met Santa Claus. We the met North Pole. We did meet Santa Claus. I didn't know that there's an actual town called the North Pole. Leslie's jaw hit the floor. <laughs> it was a, the cutest, the cutest store. Yeah. Um, and I got a mug. I'm shocked. <laughs> she just saw the collection of coffee mugs that I have, and it's not even. It's half extensive. It's it's a it's an issue. It's all right. <laughs> Um, but I'm like kind of breezing through this, but we'll come back. I, you know, we can dissect things too. Um, and then after I got home from Alaska, what was it? We had VBS. Oh yeah. And the, you're making me think through my yes. summer. <laughs> and we did have VBS, which, um, was good. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was a weird, it was a good experience and yet it seems weird. I don't know what seemed weird about it. I don't know if it was just because it was my first time ever doing a VBS mm. or, um, you know, it was working with kids that don't necessarily go with our church yeah. to our church, but they're part of our community. I don't know it or just the, everybody who helped. It was all good. It was just, maybe it was the time of the year. I don't know, but God did some fun things and good things through it. I really enjoyed it. I, yeah. I feel that there were kids who really walked away learning things. Mm-hmm. I, I liked BBS a lot. Good. I, I agree. I think there was, I think it, we talked on a topic called, um, well, the book's called One Blood for Kids. And we really talked on just basically how we're all one race. Like the classes of race are actually man made. Um, the, but, you know, skin tones and everything come from God. But his intention wasn't to separate us. Man made the separation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, and we just kind of talked about, like, when you're a part of God's kingdom, we are all one race because we, we are all loved by him. Yes. So we it's are all his genetics. Cre- people. Yes. Yeah. We're we, like, we're all his creation. Um, and so after that, I went back to Jackson, Mississippi. Um, as um, a leader for PPM again, and then came home, and that was my last missions trip for the summer, but then I did go visit. Oh, no, then I did go to Michigan for a weekend for a little Thelma and Louise getaway. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we kept calling it. That's cute. <laughs> um, and you had a great car, too. Yes. That makes it. Yes. That's, we had, we had um, it was 
her name's Angie. Hey, Angie, if you listen to this. <laughs> and she works at her church as our office manager. And her husband owns um, this com- Cadillac convertible. And he let us take it up to a place called Traverse City up in Michigan. And we drove with the top down the whole way. And we had so many people call us Selma and Louise because we do. Um, Angie is... I'm. She's old enough to be my mom. I'll say that. Because <laughs> her oldest is... A year or two older than me, so uh, we so we got a lot of those comments references. Yes, and it was, but it was good. It was refreshing. We both needed it to help reset us, just relax and relax, and we brainstormed some ideas because since we are both on staff, and then the next week I went with my mom to Texas to visit my aunt and uncle mm-hmm. and just veg out, which was awesome. And then we came home, and the boys came back to uh, for the weekend. And well, the boys had come back two other times too. They were or three other times. They were back. Seth surprised them at the me with them at the beginning of summer mm-hmm. for my birthday, and that was awesome. And Meg and Leanne helped distract me a bit. <laughs> we did <laughs> to um, so that it could all happen. <laughs> and um, then they came back around the fourth of July. And then they came back for VBS, and then they just came back, and then they'll be back the first of October, and then. Another weekend in October. Are they coming October 1st? Mm-hmm. That's Leslie's birthday. <gasps> Yay! Perfect. She'll be so happy. She will be. So that's kind of like the rundown of summer before we get into like the lesson of everything. So I've been doing a lot of talking. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm, it's making me think through my summer period. You know, like, and I, that's when I was doing that. And that's when I was doing that. Um, yeah. I, a lot of the time this summer, I would, I would be like, Kylie's here. <laughs> we're doing this. And I'm checking in. I'm praying for you. <laughs> but yeah. My, you know, mine obviously wasn't as eventful as that. Um, but we were busy. We we did take a vacation to Hilton Head. And I went home 4th of July for a long weekend with my parents. And we got to see um, Cleveland Orchestra perform at Blossom. Which, you know, that's all nostalgic for me. This means nothing to you guys. But just kind of walking through my summer, um, a lot of it, the Lord had laid different things on my heart. And I wasn't stressed. I wasn't necessarily stressed, but I was like wrestling out some things with God, um, particularly Mm -hmm. the school aspect for us. And that's kind of my big thing to report is we are not homeschooling this year after three years. I loved it. I mean, not in the bad way. I didn't yeah. mean that in a good whoop, yeah. but it's like, what? You're fine. <laughs> um, it, I, we loved it so much. And, um, but it was, I was trying to hold on to something that I really feel like God was saying, you need to trust me with this. And that's, that's not speaking against homeschooling or public school. I, again, I, understand there are many ways to educate a child and I'm never going to be judging anyone on the decisions that they make as long as they are led by the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, I realized I was hanging on to certain aspects of it based in fear. And I always told myself I was never going to homeschool if that was the basis of it, because that's not of God. Mm -hmm. That is of Satan. So, um, as you guys, as if you're new to the podcast, um, my sister and my brother-in-law moved here and are heavily involved with school. He's the band director, and I've been helping with the band, although I got COVID during band camp. 
could not believe it anyways. Um, so I've been helping with different things and I felt called back into the schools. I don't, I don't know how else to explain it. Like, mm-hmm. you know what? I've seen my kids actually stand up for what's right. They're solid. And you know, if, if for any reason that were to change, and this is not saying anything against Lincoln view, I would, it would be a personal choice, but you know, I can pull them the next day. I was like, you need to just, you have to trust God with this one and put them back in. And I'm subbing. Shooting out your arrows. Yeah. Shooting out my arrows. Like I've said before. So yes. And she's, I started a train guys. Yeah, you did. You did. I even felt bad. Like I'm copying you. So we got me, Meg, and Leanne all seven. Yes. So yeah. I'm waiting on the day we're all together in like the same little area. Yeah. So I got to sub Leslie's class yesterday and it was so fun. I loved it. And, you know, I've been teaching. I've done other things besides homeschooling too. And I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I, I, I was a school age teacher for kinder care back yeah. in the day. So whatever. It's fun. It's just a good way to, you know, just... Well, one, you can help out your your school because everybody needs a sub. Yeah. But it's a good way just to be a positive influence on a kid's life. Mm-hmm. And as you get going, you'll start to, you know, see the kids more and they'll start to remember you. And yeah. then you'll get so many hugs. It's insane. Oh, I love it. And I then you'll see the yesterday. kids from church and you'll keep, yeah, you, yeah, it's just fun. Like, um, when I sub in the elementary because of Upward, our yeah. basketball program through church, um, they know you, they know me. And I had so many kids like, Hey, Hey guys. And all the teachers were like, what in the world? Why like, do how, know you? how do you know these kids? I'm like, oh, it's just, just my thing. <laughs> I work with kids. <laughs> I work with kids outside of here. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah, I had, I had a few recognize me from, from church yesterday. Megan? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mrs. Bear. Oh yeah, That's I could probably weird. guess who. It is weird when I write their, my name on the board, Mrs. Owens. <laughs> like I feel so old. Yeah, and I always catch myself seeing my brother-in-law Mike in the hallway. I'm like Mike, M- Mr. Arsenal. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh yeah, it's it's good and it's good to um, really like we know most of the teachers too. Yes, and you know some way, shape, or form. So it's a good. It's a good school system. And I felt, I felt, I, I guess convicted is the word. Like, you know, we have such a good school system here compared to, I'm really convinced the rest of the country. Mm-hmm. Like we have Bible. Yeah. Hello. Like, am I going to be a part of making this great and protecting that mm-hmm. or be pulled out of it? Right. So I, I, you know, and that's not why we pulled out or anything like that. But I'm like, no, we're gonna we're gonna pour into this and mm-hmm. continue this legacy that people are setting and continue to set um, for the kids in this community. Yeah. So yeah, it was it's it's good. Yeah. So far, so good. It's been an adjustment, obviously, for the kids, but Adam is like loving it. <laughs> so he was easy. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. The pages too. She had a hiccup moment there. I've raised. I'm. I see that I have unintentionally raised some perfectionists she did more uh she didn't do as well as she wanted on a spelling thing and it was just homework mind you yeah and she was like Ugh. oh my god <laughs> and then she did fine on the test and yeah i was like kid if you get this stressed every time you get the grade you don't want it's gonna be long yes. education experience yes <laughs> you got a long way ahead and she of would you. go with homeschool 
you could be so, give me second chances. I'm like, Paige, <laughs> this is a different beast. Yes. Like, it, it's not bad. Yeah. It will be fine. <laughs> it will be fine. Oh, my. Oh, man. So, basically, like, that was, like, a recap, obviously. But now, let's talk, like, we can talk about, like, how the lesson of prayer mm. <laughs> has kind of intertwined with each of these things. Yeah, I mean, especially in a very real way with the homeschooling decision. I mean, I was coming up and I can't, I apologize. I can't remember what deadline it was, but there was like a deadline for a form or something like with the, either with the co-op. It was or the with co-op school. because I remember you saying, we have to decide by tomorrow. That's right. And <laughs> I was so stressed, like, cause co-op did it so early this year. Like yeah. if we were going to be apart. Yeah. And, um, I was like. Literally the night before, I was eagerly seeking God. Like, God, you still haven't answered me on this. Mm-hmm. Like, I need that answer. And I've realized now, looking back on it, hindsight's twenty twenty, is I was being wishy-washy. Mm. Like, I feel like he, I already knew what to do, but I wanted that Gideon fleece moment. Yes. And I honestly, I think that's a little dangerous. The mm-hmm. Gideon fleece, like he I doesn't think, normally answer that way. No. And I think a lot of people expect him to. Yes. And like, I know that in my heart, but mm-hmm. I felt like this one was so big. Like I needed that. Yeah. But no, I was, I had to just be like, nope. And it was even Jesse was going, well, let's send Adam and keep the girls. And I went, honey, I think we need to send them all. He was like, really? And obviously this is with much prayer and conversation together, but we had kind of landed on two different areas. And he was like, well, no, I mean, I believe you. I trust you. If you, and it was the subbing. He goes, if you think we should and you need to sub, let's do it. And so far it's been good. Um, But literally like, Banging on the throne of heaven. Lord, I need you to answer this now. It's tomorrow. Yeah. And he's like, I already did. I already did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So, but just what that has taught me is we eagerly approach the throne expectantly. Mm-hmm. Expectantly, like with everything. Like some people, like with education. Like, I hope we are all asking the Lord, but that's something that I take very seriously. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably one of the things I pray about the most. Um, but yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought there. Just, what? Yeah. With, with prayer. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> seriously. Yeah. Okay. I haven't. But yeah. Because I do it too all the time. Okay. I apologize. No, but, um, another thing that happened this summer, sadly, um, was my grandma passed and how do I say this? It was a, um, I loved her so much and, but it was a very complicated situation and it has brought up some things in my family that are very painful and like literally I still don't have the answers on how to handle some of these situations. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've been leaning on the Lord way more in that aspect, even like, Lord, I don't have the answers, but I know you do. And I'm just going to love on people because first off, we're just clanging gongs if we don't. Mm -hmm. But secondly, like, you're going to just have to help me with this because I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm stepping into these tough situations. Yeah. So I feel like, um, that was 
not that obviously that specific scenario, but what you just said, like all these things that I, you were leading me to and I'm stepping into mm-hmm. is I'm like, I, I don't even understand like why. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But yet you're leading me to it and I don't want to cut you off or anything. Oh no, you're helping me. Cause I, I'm, there's so much that even like that day we were texting, I said, I'm trying, I'm going to recall it. And I want to say this correctly. So Lord, please lead my words. But my family, um, I love them so much. There is a lot of hurt. And honestly, I think that's every family. Mm -hmm. That is every family. We're all adults here. Like we know, like things happen in families that are Mm -hmm. hugely painful and affect everyone. Well, I was saying to Kylie one day, I was like, when I look at my family and I look at my life, Mm-hmm. My life, had, compared to some people in my family, has been so blessed. Mm-hmm. Like, I haven't had to walk these things that they have had to. Mm-hmm. And I was really analyzing that one day. I'm like, God, why? Yeah. Why have I, I'm not going to say been protected. Yeah. We might get some barking here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Thank you. Amazon? Nope. I think that's our mailman. Oh, okay. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's our mailman. I couldn't see his car. But I was like thinking this through like, God, like compared to some people in my family who have uh, been through things and thankfully most uh, risen above them. Why have I, why has my life been so blessed? And I started thinking about it. I think I had so many people praying for me, including my parents. Uh, they were obviously always praying for me, but like Jesse's family. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, especially Patty and his grandma, they pray so much. I'm like, Lord, is it just that? Yeah. Not just that. Like, right. is prayer that powerful? Yeah. That even in my childhood, those prayers yeah. Sorry, guys. were getting me through things that I, I bypassed and my poor family had to experience mm-hmm. like I, and I really hope that's coming across right because I'm not trying to hear, sitting here saying, Oh, I'm so blessed. I'm protected. No, I don't think that's it. I think it's prayer. Yeah. I think it was prayer. Yeah. And that's how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. Um, that we, why we need to approach the throne of God mm-hmm. and just pray over every situation. Like, yeah. I, I, every morning he's, I don't think God gets annoyed, but if someone could be annoyed with me, it would be this. I'm like, Lord, my kids, yeah, my kids, yeah, my nieces, my nephews, like they have to know you. They mm-hmm. have to hear you. They have to know the truth. And mm-hmm. I like, it is the prayer of my life. Yeah. Over and over and over the prayers of mothers. Like I yes. just think of that of mothers, of grandmothers. It's powerful. Mm-hmm. It's powerful. It is. And I was doing, um, counseling with a couple last night and um I I I feel like you say I say this all the time and I know other people do it too and we say just pray and I and I even said I go but I don't mean just right I'm I'm like that's the most and I I think it's just the way our language is and how I just feel like all we can just pray about it but you know that could be it's not a last resort. Right. And I don't ever want it to sound like that, but it's the most powerful weapon we have. It is. And uh, it's just so, I think when we, I think we think of it as the just, but 
And we don't even intentionally mean to a lot of times. Right. Because sometimes people say, there's nothing else I can do. All I can do is pray. And I think first you approach the situation and pray and prayer. You approach every situation in prayer and then you say, okay, I'm praying. I'm realizing there is nothing else I can do except pray. Yeah. Keep praying. And there is a difference. Yes. I, I, I think it is just almost a language nuance. Some people might treat it like that, but mm-hmm. when, when you, at the end of the day, all you can say is Jesus. The beautiful thing is, is that's enough. Yes. It's so freeing. It is. <laughs> and, like, and it's it's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. And I've felt convicted in this for a while. Like I can look back in my younger years and go, yes, I prayed about that, but I was still trying to work it out in my own understanding. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't We're all guilty. Yeah. And but I'm I'm getting to the point where I can at least catch myself and go, nope. Nope, I actually, nope, God, I trust you with that. Yeah. I don't understand this. Yeah. But you do. Yep. And I trust you. Yes. This is a faith thing. Yes. And that when we can pray, I think that's what it really it comes down to to pray in Jesus' name, bowing before him and saying, All of this is in your name and mm-hmm. how you are going to do this. And I trust you, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like you got this. I don't, I don't even know if I'm saying this right. In your name, you go out and you do this because the power is yours. And I recognize Mm -hmm. that I don't need to see it the way I need to see it. It's your way. Yeah. And it's, that is free. When we can pray like that. Yeah. That's free. That in, and, um, in my, the, like the prayer experience, um, that I had, I'm realizing now I'm almost in, he's testing me to, do you truly understand what I was teaching you? Yes. I have been teaching you. And so there's been a crazy, it's been a crazy past couple. I feel like, okay, I hate using it. It's been a crazy past couple of days. It's been a hard past couple of days. And oh. um, it's almost, and I literally, I even said at one point in my head, I go, are you even listening? And mm-hmm. I know you, I know he is, but it was just that faulty moment. And I'm just like, like, what's happening? And these the things aren't really like serious at the end of the day situation. I mean, okay. Some of them are maybe a little more, but, um, it's just like, okay, maybe, maybe now you're just asking me to put feet to the ground with it. Maybe you're asking me, okay, you, 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 I just walked you through these certain script, all these scriptures on prayer and meditating on them literally a scripture a day for two weeks. Mm. How does that look when you implement it? Are you actually implementing it? Yeah. Are the, are these words just words to you? Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like they're not just words. It's just really hard. Yes. <laughs> and I found myself, I found myself in that, those shoes the other day. So, I mean, for example, I'll just say it, but cause they're not, anything everybody pretty much knows but so our washer broke so and it completely broke we had to buy a new one which things aren't cheap in general especially nowadays then a couple days later or the same day i don't remember what it was the truck line and seth the farm truck seth's truck snapped Mm -hmm. the brake line and um so that happened <laughs> and thankfully it seems like he'll be able to fix it himself. We're just waiting on parts, but still, you know, more money. And 
Thirdly, our dryer <laughs> broke. Mm-hmm. And so we, it was potentially these three things. The first thing we started with was a $6 piece. Well, that's in. That's not working. We have another one that we ordered the next potential thing on its way. But that's like more money. And, um, but then, like I said, we had our boys over the weekend and it was just really good and everything just seemed really normal to have them around. And when we went to drop them off, um, long story short, it, let's just, it was a struggle for both us and them to, you know, separate. And so then the emotions of all that. And then we came home that very same, that very same morning, we noticed our horse wasn't doing, like she apparent overnight got sick and we come home, she's dead. And I'm just like, what? And I think I shocked Seth because I literally was, I don't want to say wailing, but I was like hiccup crying Mm. because it was just like done. Yeah. Like what else? Yes. Like I'm done. I go. And then at the end of the, and I, I did, I sat on, uh, I saw, we have a little bench upstairs and I go, I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm tired. And I, I can't, and I was just like, no more. I go, I can't, I, I know, I know I can, but I don't want to have to handle anymore. <laughs> and, um, it took me back to when the boys went back, you know, at the beginning of the summer. The, it was their last day of school. And I remember that was after I kind of held myself together until after I got through preaching that day. And we went and it was our niece's, our niece Kendall's um, graduation party. I came home. We went. I came home and Seth went back because he felt bad and he wanted to help clean up. And I was like, I, I can't. Like, I, I just was, I just couldn't. Yeah. And I, I went out to the horse pasture, and I literally just dropped to my knees. The sun was setting, and I just was like, please bring them back. <laughs> and, well, he did. <laughs> and uh, it's just been hard to adjust to. But I, I was like, even the horses were like, what in the world? But I was screaming, like, please bring them back. Mm. And so when Seth, two weeks later, uh, when Seth had them arranged for them to come back for the weekend, it was just crazy. <laughs> and. Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to hit me. But um, actually, I never told anybody that part. No, I didn't know that. <laughs> and uh, it was like kind of that journey starting from literally that moment. Like the whole summer was starting there. And I just remember him saying, and he goes, and I remember him just being, Like, kind of speaking over, do you really mean, like, here I am. Send me. (laughs) And I go, yes. And and he just kind of revealed to me. And I feel like 
I mean, you know, Paul talks a lot about his thorns in his side and his, I know he was talking more of like his personal sin issues and stuff with that, but it immediately took me to there that there's just some things and there's a lot of things that when you do this, that, you know, there's so much sacrifice and he, and he basically was like, are you truly surrendering your entire life to me? And he goes, and it was almost like, this is what it is. And he goes, for you, and then basically it was like, for you to do all these things, it's not going to look like the normal life. And um, it was just like, but I'm still, but then I was thinking, I'm like, I'm still getting everything I've ever prayed for. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look the way I ever would have pictured it. Because it wouldn't have been possible. I mean, I guess in a way, there's always, and it talks about this in scripture as well, there's always something that will give. Yeah. And we pr- prayed for God to protect our marriage. We prayed for God to protect the boys. We, and we prayed that whatever best way that they would be, like, how do I want to say this? But basically, like, if it if their future, even though it doesn't seem like it to us, it would be because obviously we could do better than anybody else. <laughs> but if their future will be a better outcome because they're with their biological parents, then let it be. But it's like I can't be selfish in those things. And but there's still our boys. They call us mom and dad still. So we still are filling that role and they're lucky to have, you know, four adult people who love them. Right. And well, more than that, but you know what I mean? And the parents. Yeah. And it's just, that's kind of what led me into the summer. And so, and all these things keep popping up, all these crazy things I could have never have guessed I'd be doing. And I literally, the other day for a school call for Zoom, I'm like, how do I, I don't even know how I get involved in these things. Like they just show up <laughs> and, uh, everybody kind of laughed and, uh, cause everybody has, we, cause this group has gotten really close cause we're a small class and we do every single class together and we meet just about every week yeah. on Zoom. So we're really invested in each other's lives. And so they always mess with, around with me because this whole summer I've been gone, basically. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, well, where are you at now? And you go, do you ever just sit at home and relax? Mm-hmm. <laughs> or I'm like, I do, but I promise, guys, this isn't normal. None of this is normal. It's all a new thing, and there's so many opportunities that come about while I'm at each of these places. Mm-hmm. And, ha, yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I've been talking a while. No, I think it's... I think you bring, first off, it's always good to share our hearts. But secondly, I think you illustrated so many things about just a life surrendered right there and prayer. Because like you said, all these things have been answered, but just not the way we think. And it's like what I said earlier, mm-hmm. I'm done working things out in my understanding. Yeah. And I, I just admire you because you can look at this and go, but this is what I prayed for. Because I, I wonder if I were me in that situation, I would be like, this isn't it. <laughs> you know what I'm, and I, you have done that. You have. And 
I, I'm just, you're a good example. I, I just brag on my friend for a minute. Like I, I, I'm learning from that, from you. And it's a life surrendered. And do we really mean it? You know, we have all these, we've said it before, these cute Christian mugs and whatever, but do you, mm-hmm. are you really willing to walk the, you know, take up your cross and that looks different for everyone and follow him? If you really only had coffee and Jesus, could you really get through? Yeah. No. <laughs> I, but yes, yeah. I want you. Yes. I, that's what, that when you said that, I'm like, yeah, some of the, like, the sayings, it's like, all I need is coffee and Jesus. I'm like, what if you literally had just coffee and Jesus? And Jesus? Mm-hmm. What if nobody else, what if you had nothing else? What if you were just wandering about? In the wilderness. <laughs> I don't know if it was Corey Ten Boom that said this. I don't think it is now I said this, but it was like a, an, a European lady. And I apologize because this is such a vague reference now I'm saying it. But she was very poor. And she basically said, she got a crust of bread. She goes, all this and Jesus? Was it? How blessed am I? Was it Mother Teresa? I don't think so. Okay. It wasn't Mother Teresa. But like... The crust of bread in Christ? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, uh, speaking of Mother Teresa, that made me think of um, this book I read, and I can't remember because you were really good at referencing. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I feel like it was, I don't know. I'm not, I'm going to give the wrong reference. I'm thinking the love languages of God or something like that. Mm. But basically, she like admitted to a, big chunk of her ministry she felt she almost it was almost like she couldn't feel him Mm -hmm. do you remember this did you read this somewhere no but I can relate to that yeah and but she was like but I knew he was there and I knew he was so good Mm -hmm. and that's what kept me going Mm -hmm. and I'm like man I've been through I feel like I call them droughts but they're not droughts because he is always there but for droughts on my end of not being able to maybe hear him in the way that he wants me to hear and he and um but can you imagine, like, I think it was like 20 years mm-hmm. where she felt like it struggled with this battle. And I'm just like, wow, that is, that's crazy. It's so crazy. And the ministry was still blessed. And yes, wow. but, um, all, all of it. So the summer has been, like I said, was big, been a big, um, prayer, you know, prayer answer, prayer learning, prayer. Because every morning I write my prayers, but then I also have a list. I do a written prayer and then I do a prayer list and I go through, because I pray, I mean, not to be like, I pray for a lot of things, but I have a, the list is long. If I would actually write out every single thing for, it would be a notebook a day. (laughs) Yeah. And I think those are like prayer can be there are prayers of petition where mm-hmm. we are bringing the list forward, but then also like what we've been talking about, the abiding, that's yeah. different. Yes. And I think God realizes that like, these are two different types of prayer. God. Yes. And sometimes it's in a weird way, selfishly, I don't always want to do the list. Mm-hmm. Like, know. you know, like I, <laughs> okay. I understand. Like sometimes I just need to be with you. Yeah. And, um, but, and that's why I'm honest with people. I'm like, I most I do pray for this almost every day. Yeah. But it's not every day. Yeah. It's pretty darn often. Yes. Yeah. I and um but there is this list of um 
scripture that he revealed to me and what each of them represented in prayer and just I have it here and I need maybe I'll post it on our our website on the blog page because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like reading all these off but for literally so it was August 20th through the 29th I had a pray he get these verses were revealed okay let me back up I so we had a two week break from school and I asked God I go I go what uh, before the break happened, I go, I want you to pick a topic and teach me. Yeah. And, um, and I actually was kind of panicking. I'm like, okay, it's almost break time and I don't know what I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And, um, I noticed it was all of a sudden it hit me. It was prayer. And then, you know, it's something that I'm thankful that I feel like I do have a good prayer life and it's something that's grown over the years, Mm -hmm. but it was like, he was like, almost like, okay, it's time to take it to another level Mm -hmm. and it's time to, for me to help reveal these things to you. And, um, so it, by the time I started, I focused a lot in, it was James 5, 13 through 18 and um, for literally a week, it was the last week of school, I, I, I focused on just that. Mm-hmm. Every day I read it and it talked about how, you know, if you're weeping, you need to be in prayer. If you're joyful, be in prayer. Like yes. basically you can, you pray every, any time. And that is what having relationship is, is it not? Yes. We have laughed together. We have cried together. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is, you guys. Yes. Jesus wants to be in it with you Yes. All of it. And I loved this reference where it talks about how Elisha, you know, it talks about how Elisha prayed fervently for it to not to rain. And it didn't. Yes. And it stopped. I brought that. And, and, um, but I love the part that comes right before it. And it says, Elisha, a man of our own kind or a man. It's like basically saying, just like us, he was a man. Who yes. prayed and the rain ceased and for I think it was three years, three and a half. Years. I can't remember the but um, but then when he prayed again for rain to come, it came. But what was what was so amazing is he had the everyday issues. He had struggles. He had, and I think that's what's hard for us to wrap our minds around. Because when we read the Bible, I mean, sometimes it is revealed to us their backstory, but not every character do we necessarily know, you know, their struggles. But guess what? Everybody that God uses has a life, had a life, is a person, is a human being. There's only one God and there's only, you know, it's just so everybody else falls short Mm -hmm. as at Romans 3.23 says. Mm -hmm. Pretty sure that's the verse. Otherwise, I just messed it up. But, and then after that, for those two weeks, I had a verse for every day. Literally, up until literally the first day school started back up. Yeah. I love when Elisha, right? Yes. When he's praying for rain. No, Elijah. Elisha. I apologize. I brought this up. I said Sha earlier, so it's okay. (laughs) When he was praying for rain, he would pray and then he would look up. Yep. I mean, he was that expectant. Yes. And he kept praying and looking up. And when I read that, I was like, wow, God, like, I, and that's how I'm trying to approach these things I'm praying about now that expectantly, like Mm -hmm. I, that taught me and I'm like, no, if I'm praying for the rain, 
look for the rain. Mm-hmm. Like expect it. Yes. It doesn't have to be how I like you were saying. It very often not. It's not how I think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. But it will happen. Yeah. It will happen. I feel like in um it's because I'm this is is like a marriage reference because I'm doing this um study about marriage and stuff. But um in this uh, book, he talks about, the, the author talks about how, you know, the fights usually happen because our expectations aren't met. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so that's the same thing I believe that happens in our walk with God. Yes. Because we have all these expectations. And in like you've been saying too, like you have your own understanding of everything and you lean into that. And you're, you're, you kind of put more power in yourself than you are in God. Yes, that's it. Exactly. <laughs> because you're just like, um, this and is how foolish. Yes. How foolish because he knows all he sees all he, he knows the, the future. He knows who you are. He knows exactly every little detail about you. So he knows, he knows the things that tick you off. He knows the things that push you forward. And so he's going to answer those prayers best suited to your character. And so, a funny image right now. <laughs> this is me talking about myself, but like, you know, when you're watching your toddler, kid, whatever, any toddler in your life, and you're like, they are so determined to do something their way, and yes. you know that yes. it's going to end badly. <laughs> I think so much of my life, God has been like, what are you? <laughs> because like, I am yes, a determined yes. little person. <laughs> And he's like, oh, Meg. <laughs> Sit down, girl. <laughs> it's like, it's like, ah. Uh, it's not going to work. Oh, Let me handle it. And yes. that's what do we want to swoop in and handle it. But sometimes just got to let him fall. I know. <laughs> I know. And so, but the biggest thing. So what's cool is this all like this. He revealed this to me at, when we were in Michigan. And like the... Like the, it was preparing me to head into these two weeks. So Michigan was the two weeks prior. Am I saying that right? Which, which, what are you preparing? Oh, for the prayer. Got like yes. the, the verse every day that, they yes, apply. that you were wanting. Got it. Okay. And at that same time, I was finishing this book, which like rocked my world for multiple reasons. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's called Men and Women of the Church. I have it now. Yes, she has it now. By Dr. Sarah Sumner. I always say her last name right because I always want to say Summer, but Sumner. Sumner. Um, And she is, long story short, she's obviously a woman. She went to um, a theological school. I think it's in Missouri. But basically she was one... She went to this school who doesn't believe in women pastors. So I think it's crazy she was even accepted. Wow. So she was accepted into their doctoral program and basically was amazing in school. Like she earned a lot of respect from her colleagues because of her, the wisdom that God gave her and everything else. And um, even like kind of, change some of the thinking of the men around her or enough for the men, some of the men to even write like a a review of her book. And they were all very positive and some like really pushed her to write it because they all believed that God was actually speaking to her. Mm -hmm. And, um, so 
one of them told her like, Hey, I think you're just, you're a Priscilla. And because, you know, in that time, women wouldn't have taught, you know, these subjects, yeah, subjects back then, especially to a well-known teacher. Mm-hmm. And she actually stood up. I know her husband was also in the picture, but a lot of, t- when you read in scripture, her name was also always first. Mm. And not, and it might be me looking into it, but usually the man's name was be first. This is something I'm digging into. I'm like, why is her name first? To me, it would be the more of the ranking of, you know, who was more involved. Yeah. But, um, that's not in the book. This is just me kind of making things, um, you know, kind Your of own observance. Yes. And, um, it's not the gospel. <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, he was saying, Basically, like, you are, I think, called to do abnormal things for women. He's a, um, a complementarian, so he be- didn't believe women uh, in leadership roles at all. Mm-hmm. Not just lead pastor. He didn't believe in any leadership roles for women. Mm-hmm. And, like, even teaching Sunday school. Like, literally. Like, none. Mm-hmm. There's, like, different levels of all of it. There's the super conservative complementarians, and there's the super, you know crazy um egalitarians but that's where you get more feminism and stuff and you want to be in the middle (laughs) and um well my i think you would want to be in the middle that's right (laughs) so and um basically this book was used to um help me and what I believe my calling is um I don't want to ever be a lead pastor it's not I don't think that even fits my skill set I'm too I want to do whatever kind of thing and you know lead and I I I um I don't want to say applaud but I am like that is a huge role being a lead pastor Mm -hmm. but you're also there and that's what you do Mm -hmm. um but I've been on this journey of, you know, I believe the Lord laid on my heart to be ordained mm-hmm. and recorded into our denomination. And some things like I always struggle with is because, you know, not everybody agrees with that. Our denomination does, which so that makes it good on that end. But um, it's just always that fighting that inner battle of, you know, the people, what they think versus you know, it basically it's a, what people think I verse what God thinks. And mm-hmm. I'm like, if God's calling me, I can't, I can't pay attention to the voices. There's always going to be a voice, even if it's not this situation. Mm-hmm. And that's basically this book. I highly recommend it. This book really broke down men and women and their roles and their root words of words that were used in the actual, uh, Hebrew and uh, Greek translations versus what they translate to in English. And I'm sorry, guys, it doesn't always translate how it's meant to translate because the the Greek and Hebrew languages have, well, one, for example, there's four words for love. Right. (laughs) And there's different levels of it. And and when it, but when it translates to English, it just is love yeah I think Doc Tom explained it to me one time very well he said look at this table and he was like in America in English we would say the table is brown the table is round that's how we would explain it but if you were to ask a Israelite to explain it they would say what the table is used for yes what is like its purpose and like 
they're just so much more in depth. Yes. So there is so much. Think of one word. Yeah. Like they have so much more meaning behind one word than we necessarily assign yeah. to it. Because, for example, we use one word for three different meanings, but they have a word that means one thing, but they have four different levels of that of word. That word. It's, <laughs> I mean, that's, and that's just a culture difference. Yes. So, wow. Yeah. And like, so what it also opened my eyes up to is thinking more of the culture and the time that the Bible is written. Now, um, there's some things that, you know, are clear cut and what the Bible says and the, the word, what it says is true. And then sometimes I think it's, how do I want to say this? But there's sometimes there's things that we struggle reading because we don't necessarily understand the time mm-hmm. in the culture mm-hmm. and um, because of our translation. But because of us reading the English translation, a lot of times we miss some things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know, uh, I think it's when it's in First Timothy, but I can't remember the specific verse. But when it talks about how Paul um, prefers women to not teach... He's writing this to Timothy, who was taught by two women. <laughs> His mother and grandmother, yes. right? Yes. And also, he at that time, if, um, if I'm remembering correctly, he was in, Timothy was in Ephesus, who also is very, uh, and culturally, Ephesus was a woman-praising culture. And the women had a lot of things to say all the time, and they got away with saying a lot of things. And how, and I'm not doing this how she wrote it justice. Like, go check out this book. Um, but basically, you know, she kind of explains it like Timothy was probably leading, reading this letter, kind of being like, I don't know. And, but he would have known the culture of the time. I think what she's kind of saying is, Paul was trying to silence the women and to try to raise up the men. Yeah. Because that culture praised men, women, women over men. Wow. It's pretty interesting. And it goes into a lot more detail. But there's no... It's just, you know, I don't know. It's just something that it's not... You got to go with what you believe you're being called to do. Well, there are many examples of women in the Bible who who did amazing, great things. And... In my way, uh, and I told Kylie this, I mean, I know I was called and I'm not serving on a staff or anything right now, but I have in the past. But I mean, when I was too young to even consider anything other than if I was feeling God's call in my life, I was probably 14 Mm -hmm. or 15. I was at a conference, like a, a youth conference, and they said, don't take this lightly. But if you feel the Lord's call on your life, mm-hmm. we want you to stand up now. And I knew in my heart yeah. I was supposed to stand up. Yeah. So, okay, the faith of a child. Yeah. Like, in that moment, I knew nothing other than the Holy Spirit stirring within me. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't fake. No. So I think God, there you go. God calls women to, to simplify that. I did feel that it was a real thing and I don't know exactly how it's going to play out in my life. It has played out in some ways. I know it's going to play out more. Mm -hmm. I just don't know what it looks like yet. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I yeah, same thing. I remember. I mean, I'm doing this, but you know, <laughs> yeah. It, I know there's that's something I've been praying for, and he has been answering it. This has been like four years of prayer. Yeah, like there are answers coming, and I'm wise enough now to realize. And I know I joke all the time that I'm old, but I'm not. No, <laughs> I have a lot of life ahead of me, and I know that God. I, I know in my heart that God's going to have me do something, mm-hmm. whether it's just raising my family, not just, but you know. There is something in store yes. that he has called me to. Yes. I trust that. Yes. And I think it's just realizing, you know, like you, when you look at the Bible, you see all these people. And even in, I think it was, I think it was Acts, when they list out all the people that helped in Paul's ministry. And there was men and there was quite a few women. Mm-hmm. Um, Phoebe was a deacon of uh, one of the churches. And I can't remember. I want to say it was in Philippi, but I don't think that's right. But she was a deacon in one of those churches. There, I mean, there's Deborah in the Old Testament. There's Ruth. There's Esther. There's all in the Old Testament. And then there was other, you know, women in the New Testament. like kind Women of, followed Jesus. Yes, women followed Jesus. And walked around and were taught and discipled by him. He went to... Oh, Samaritan woman to be the first quote unquote missionary of Samaria. Yes. She ran back to her town and spread all the good news about what just happened. Like there was this man who told me everything I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And, and the must like in it's just like the Jesus also rose from the dead and women were who the first ones saw him first mm-hmm. and if you really wanted people to believe at that time you wouldn't have used women mm-hmm. to tell like fake a story right you would have you tried to convince by saying these men used cuz women had such a low standing but it's really interesting when you dig in deeper i think satan has used um has turned what God meant to be beautiful and powerful, our femininity, into a weapon mm-hmm. to, to hinder. Yes. And and at the end of the day, it's just kind of like, why? Yeah. Why are you getting why are you letting this be such a stumbling block? Yeah. Now I have my own views on certain things, but I I wouldn't say I have any that are like dead set because I just trust God. Yeah. At the end of the day, I'm just like, you know what? God's got this. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just, yeah. And it's, you know, everybody's going to have their own view on it. It's not a salvation issue at the end of the day. And it's not a huge, it's not, how do I want to say this? I heard this somewhere too. But basically I was listening to a podcast and it was like, why, it's like, why should I care if it's a man or a woman if they're preaching the truth? Yeah. And um, not saying that's biblical either, but it's just all, just, you know, you come up with your own thing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just what he's been doing him with it. And I'm not letting it, my femininity hold me back. Yeah. Oh. <sighs> I don't know. We're over an hour. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got <laughs> um, yeah. So if nothing else, dig into your prayer life. Mm-hmm. Um, know that he's just waiting there to, dying to talk to you Mm -hmm. and um do it yeah that's so silly but just do it yeah yeah i really have nothing else to add but um we're happy to be back 
and um, we'll eventually get another one out here soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, much love to y'all and thanks for listening. See ya. God bless.